You are motherfuckers, and welcome to episode 483 of Film Bastards. My name's Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by Foster. Hello, everybody. Don't you try and jump in, you fucking hell yeah. People that right, them they're here as well. Are here. The Fosters are here. Coming up on this week's show, oh, what fucking what treats we have. Uh, so, um. We are main reviewing Cocaine Bear, get in line. <laughs> we are also covering, for some reason, the Denzel Washington, Russell Crowe 90s <laughs> cyber thriller, Virtuosity. Um, and, again, for some reason, we're also talking about Takashi Miike's video game adaptation, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um We'll also uh, talk some news, some trailers, and in a revamped section, what have we been up to? Yes. So, um, I kind of alluded to this on uh, the the, uh, Patreon kind of text last week, but, um, you know, just due to us wanting to give more content and maybe take the pressure off of... All right, we need to get films watched so we could we've got stuff to talk about on the show. We're mixing things up, and we're gonna um, b- blend that section into a more TV, games, films, kind of whatever we want to talk about, really, kind of section. So uh, definitely still gonna be films. I've got I've got some stuff to talk about, um, and or at least some things to talk about or a thing. But also, um, I believe, Bex, you completed the quarry in the end? Grace Sabrisky was not happy with me. Oh, yeah, no, fuming with me as well. Um, so, we're going to be actually talking about the quarry, which last week, 
I was like, oh, well, I'll try and get through it. Now I fucking beat it Saturday, like two days after we recorded. <laughs> so um, you were playing it like through the day and I was playing it on a night and we were actually like grouping, weren't we? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it was. That was. Yeah, that was good fun, actually. I was um, staying up so, till two in the morning playing I, it and then I, you were getting up and playing it while I was at work. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I was very much enjoying the, 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 the messages that were going on in our group chat. You called us fucking nerds. I did call you. You did. But it's anything to use that song. Yeah, fair play. Um, yeah, so just on the change of format, slight change of format, um, we would appreciate any feedback, but yeah. obviously don't be mean, but <laughs> it's for our sanity. But also, yeah, it would be it would be nice. And if there's any kind of stuff that you'd like us to cover in particular, then yeah, just let us know. Yeah, asking for listener feedback was not something I was planning on doing, but you're quite right to do it, Bex, quite frankly. Well, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, if people are, like, super angry about it and are just like, right, fuck you guys, we're not going to listen anymore, then obviously we'd need to take that on board. But I, I, I feel like people will embrace it. It Fellow Pod Syndicate show, Chinstroker versus Punter, has definitely dabbled into that that arena as well and i i think we're a like-minded and spirited show so uh yeah absolutely but it, you know it is it is a bit of a change attack because mark and i like historically have been like oh fuck everything else let's just talk about films and but like the I've, main... been, I've been chipping away for fucking years though Anna. <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean like look the main review will always be a film unless like god forbid something covid-esque happens again um and and then that that you know, but hey, um, oh oh shit, we're also going to be talking about The Last of Us episodes six and seven. Yes, yeah, you. Fuck six this episode. show's really big, right? Sorry, Bax, what were you saying? What were you saying? You, I forgot you hadn't watched six when we spoke last time. Yeah, okay, so, do you know what? Fuck it, patreon.com forward slash bastards hits from the bong, we just did Snowpiercer, uh, apparently babies taste best. Right, okay, so, uh, <laughs> so, news, I'm going to just quickly barrel through this. Um, so, award season continues, um, kind of looks like everything everywhere all at once has everything wrapped up now, um, won the uh, DGA uh, 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 prize, I think it won PGA, and it won a shitload at the Screen Actors Guild, making things interesting in the Best Actor race. Brendan Fraser won the uh, Screen Actors Guild award, uh, like so one that Austin Butler didn't win after his BAFTA win last week. Um, but um, it does... Oh, and... Um, fucking um jamie lee curtis won best supporting actor uh, actress at the sags as well mm. so that maybe opens things up a bit angela bassett wise given karen Con- kerry condon won at the ba- uh, the baftas as well angela bassett's not winning everything but everything everywhere all at once is winning most of the things to be fair though so, angela bassett hmm. did the thing i mean she did do the thing yeah but maybe doing the thing has scuppered her. Well, maybe. Maybe the thing was making herself unawardable. They, we don't know you what go. the thing is. Angela Bassett did the thing. Uh, Damn you, uh, Ariana DeBose. Uh, yeah, yeah. You look so confused. I, no I, thought, I thought, what's Angela Bassett done? <laughs> no, the you, thing. you. The thing, the we thing had is, Mark. We a whole Mark, conversation you... about this last week. Yeah, and you willfully said you're not going to watch the thing that we were referencing. So if you're confused, dude, that is 100% on you. I mean, normally, to be fair, normally I, that is the yeah, case. I haven't watched it, and I know that Angela Bassett did the thing. So it's not really an excuse. 
Mark, she does the thing, mate, all right? I mean, I'm sure she does. Just fucking leave it, all right? It's not worth it. <laughs> They're not good. She's not good enough. Um, she's, she's not worth it. Um, I don't know. It is Angela Bassett, though. Yeah, I mean, it is Angela Depends Bassett. Depends what the thing is. Absolutely. Is, are we doing Oscar Bation? I, I, it's unlikely I will be able to I start my new role on the 13th. Oh, shit. Is it right. the weekend? Yeah. Fuck. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, unless I find anyone to Oscar bait with, um, paging Andrew Jones, um, <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> then um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they won't be an Oscar Bayesian this year. That's I, fine. I would normally always do it, but I'm no, yeah, yeah, I have yeah, a yeah. job role that, that, on the Monday, so if anything changes, if for any reason I'm not starting, I'm starting the day after, if, like uh, that, uh, I will Jesus do Christ. Yeah, I mean, it's only like a week and a half away. You'd like to think nothing would change. Right, anyway, so, uh, we'll, you know, obviously we'll talk about the Oscars on the show regardless, but yeah, there we go. So, um, Unless you guys got any movie news, let's just go to trailers. Yeah, it's got trailers, and I don't really have that many. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, that's fine. So, um, The Blackening trailer came out today. One of the best taglines of the year. They can't all die first. Well done. Um, this is from Tim Story, who directed Barbershop and Ride Along, if memory serves. So, I'm a little bit, huh, about that, but the trailer looks fun. You guys haven't seen it. No. Uh, no. Yeah, that 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 CV makes me go, huh, as well. Yeah, yeah, but, little bit. But fair enough. Little bit. Um, there was another trailer. Peter Pan and Wendy. Peter Pan and Wendy. That was it. Yeah, David Lowry's Peter Pan and Wendy. A lot of people complaining that the trailer's too dark. Yeah, it is. It that is colour grading's fucked. Yeah, it, it, I. The thing is. I am on board with Pete, with with uh, Lowry's Peter Pan and Wendy. This trailer looks like every Disney live action movie. That worries me. Yeah. But it's David Lowry, and I have a feeling that this probably is just a generic trailer. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a generic film. The the thought that popped into my mind when watching the trailer was if the film is the film this trailer says it's going to be, then people are going to say. That it's failed because of what casting and all this kind of stuff, and it won't. It'll fail because it looks shit. Um, Everyone's very angry about Tinkerbell. Why? On the Twitter oh sphere. really? Yeah. Why? Because it's um, oh, Yara Shahidi playing it. Right. So it's not a little white blonde girl. Oh, because of fun. Eh, I know. I know. People do realise it's that, just a bit that, pathetic, that, isn't it? It is so that, pathetic. That she's a fairy and not real, right? <laughs> um, no, you you have to like clap or something now because if you say that you don't believe in fairies, they die. No, like that she's a written character. It was a joke, based on the content of the actual Peter Pan story. There you go. And if you ring a bell, an angel gets its wings. Right. So, um, I don't know, it just yeah. looks so blah. Like, I feel like Peter Pan as a story has been done. It's the Pinocchio effect. I don't fucking care to see another one. I don't think I've ever enjoyed a single Peter Pan. Oh, I really like the Jeremy Sumter one and I really like the animated one. I, I very nearly punched you in the face when you said that. Why? Because you said the words I really enjoyed and Jeremy Sumter in the same breath. It's a fucking great film. He's a brilliant, and I like Hook. He's a brilliant Peter Pan. <laughs> 
I don't get the love for Hook. It's fucking awesome. I don't get it. It's really boring. It's quite long. It's really long. He's possibly one of the worst characters in the history of cinema. Um, it's not very nice, is it? They named a fucking date rape drug after him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad he is. Oh, I thought she looked familiar. Who's that then? Uh, Wendy's played by Ever Anderson, isn't she? And I was looking like, she looks familiar. She just looks like a young, her mum. Who's Ever Anderson? Miljokovic's Jovovic, Jovovic. Uh, oh, really? Shit, okay. Wait a minute. Bit of Nepo didn't, baby didn't, action. Didn't, didn't PT do a Peter Pan movie a few years ago? I don't know. Did he? Who? Yeah. Who? Who a, did? What is it? Paul Thomas Anderson. Not Paul Thomas Anderson. It's not Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul W.S. Anderson Paul didn't w. direct Anderson. a Peter Sorry, Pan middle, movie. Middle initials always throw me. Did Joe Wright did Pan. Was it Joe Wright did Pan? That was what I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, Joe Joe Wright and Paul W.S. Anderson. Very similar filmmakers. <laughs> yeah, one of them's good. Oh, she does look proper like her mother, though, doesn't she? That's... And one of them's Joe Wright. I mean, one I kind of get Wright. it. Yeah. Where's old Paul W.S. Anderson gone? He made Monster Hunter a couple years back. That film kind of fucking rules... He's and then he disappeared. In the Lost Lands is his next one. I hope that's Monster Hunter 2, In the Lost Lands. Monster Hunter, good movie. It's based on a George R.R. R. Martin short story. Oh, great. Yeah. I want Ron Pullman with what, mad hair again. That was fucking good, that. I did like that film, actually. It was actually good, yeah. Yeah, too right. Right. We got any other trailers? Was that it? That's it. Yeah, that's all I've got. Right. Okay then. Oh, Let's talk about the cinema that I hadn't seen before, and I can't remember what the fuck it was now. I was like, "Oh, remember that trailer?" Because you haven't seen that one before, and talk about it on the show. We saw one for Scream. Yeah. We saw the Evil Dead one. I'm really excited for that. I'm really not. Oh, I think it looks fucking great. I think it looks like another film that they've just tagged the Evil Dead on there. I don't. I don't care though. If I like the film itself, I don't care whether what they call it. Um, there, was, there was another one, wasn't there? Yeah. What the fuckaroo was it? Don't know. Can't remember. It was only yesterday as well. What? Can't that much of a break. Well, God, it was only yesterday. <laughs> While you're trying to remember, I've given up. From a, just like a news point of view as well, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, biggest MCU drop, second weekend drop in the US yet. That's just probably. under 70%. Because nobody um, cares. Yeah, no one likes it. And it, it, it's, it's kind of refreshing. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were like, it's kind of refreshing because it's like, no one's like saying, oh, it's because it's woke or like because it's too right wing or anything like that. It's like people just think it's a bit shit. And that's actually quite refreshing these days. <laughs> it's they, they fully have the spell is broken themselves. They have, yeah. They, 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 they tried to do a reset phase and they fully fucked it up. They, they fucking, they got. High on the spell of their own farts. Yeah, do you know what? They thought they could give a, get away with phase four just being minimal effort while they had to decide what they were going to do going forward. We'll phone in the films while we make... still make fucking loads of money. While we make all these people watch all of these TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and I, I just... I thought I thought that was interesting. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, so, Cocaine Bear. Where is it? Hey! <laughs> what should I do? There's something wrong with it. Yeah, I told you there was. Why is it acting like this? Did you feed it cocaine? No, but you're safe. Bears can't climb trees. Of course they can. Then why are you up here? <sighs> Is directed by Elizabeth Banks and stars Kerry Russell, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, uh, fucking Margot Martindale, um, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Alden Ehrenreich, and others. Um, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., but he doesn't do shit in this one. And I wasn't very happy about that. Um, so, if no, if people don't know what I'm talking about, just YouTube, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., shit. I don't know how you spell that, but you'll find a way. Uh, so, this is... Uh, oh, Ray Liotta as well. The film is in loving memory of Ray Liotta. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, I think Ray Liotta would really like that. <laughs> yeah, I, God, I hope he would. Um, so, yeah, Cocaine Bear, based based on like the idea that a bear in real life did cocaine, and probably that's about it. Um, this tells the story of a drug dealer played in a cameo by Matthew Reese, who uh, throws a shitload of cocaine out of his plane and a mama bear cocaine bear like he's cocaine and uh, a, a, a mania ensues where the bear slaughters people basically because it thinks they're stopping her from having more cocaine. Because all she wants is cocaine and it gives her magic powers. Um, I, yeah, um, I, I, you know, we, I, I almost live reacted to the trailer because it came out like a minute before we recorded a couple months back. Uh, and it was basically right, yet yeah, movie of the year. Um, it's not movie of the year no. for me. Mark, was it movie of the year for you? No. What I will say is. Cocaine Bear is exactly as good as a movie that is called Cocaine Bear should be. Yeah, um, fair. I will say this. Um, Elizabeth Banks has the good sense to go, no, if this movie crosses 98 minutes, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> so she keeps it to a tight 95 minutes. It might even still be 10 minutes too long. Yep. Uh, but uh, the thing is I have a few criticisms of it one I don't think there's enough cocaine bear in cocaine bear mm. yep um, two it is it, I, I wasn't expecting the outright comedic levels of gore but then again I yeah. didn't not like the outright comedic levels of gore there's too much story <laughs> And there's not even that much story. Mm. Um, but apart from that, it's 
it very much is let's throw so much up in the air. Yeah. And if Pete, and it doesn't matter if, if, if all of it fucking lands. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. If enough of it lands in the right place, we're all right. It's almost, it's almost like the theory of throwing cocaine out of a plane. <laughs> if we can get 80% of the duffel bags, that's not bad. That's better than losing 100% of a shipment to the DAA. So is that why he's throwing them out? Yeah. Because the DEA are waiting for him. To... Yeah. I get you. So that's the idea, is that. And that is almost like the idea of the film. It's There's enough in it that is fun. But, yeah, it's just a bit... If it wasn't as much fun as it is at points, it might be shit, but it's not because it's fun at points. There's two bits that I really didn't like. That, that not, not that I didn't like, but that I was a bit like, oh, I wish they hadn't done that. One was having the... Now, am I correct in thinking that the girl at the beginning, at the very beginning, was pregnant? Because they were talking about whether it was going to be a boy or a girl, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, having her killed off. I don't know whether she was woman. pregnant or not, though. But they were she talking about baby pregnant. names. They were, like, is it going to be a boy? They, is it going to be a girl? So I they, think they were planning on having... Planning, I think I'd take right. it more it, that, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, she was pregnant. I didn't like the fact that they killed off a pregnant I woman. I don't think she was pregnant, though. And I didn't like the bit where he was kicking the bears because it made me feel really uncomfortable because then I was really rooting for Rayleigh Otter to be killed by the mother bear. But then, obviously, with Rayleigh Otter actually being dead, that made me feel really conflicted. I think really ought to be fine with you wanting to be killed in this movie. That was horrible the bit when he was kicking the baby the fact, bears. The fact that, 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 that really Otter literally gave like hundreds of thousands of pounds to animal charities. And just one of his favourite things to do was just go to the local um, dog sanctuary and just sort of chat with the dogs. Because he, he couldn't oh, own a dog because he wasn't at home long enough. That mm. if he oh, banned the dog, man. he used to just go and used to like literally... the the, the Sanctuary that apparently he left a very good amount of money to. Yeah. Said he just randomly turned up and spent like all day here with the dogs because he just really liked spending the time with the dogs. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And like, it just, yeah, more of really, I was just a really good dude. Mm. He was really gory, like really gory, shockingly gory to start really, with. Really liked seeing mm. Elden Heinrich uh, back and stuff. It, he was really good, isn't it? It feels like Solo kind of like kicked his career like fucking off the track it was on. Mm. And it was nice to see him in something just being really quite fun. Yeah. Great fucking outright one of the best comedic deliveries of a line in a long time. How do you know it's a girl? It's vaginas on my ear. <laughs> <laughs> the woman behind us was fucking loving it. Yeah. Oh, they nice. Yeah. Um, oh, and the conclusion to their twenty questions game as well was really sad. Yeah, I knew it would be her. I just wanted you to. Would you be sad the next day? Would be sad for the rest of the day. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Last one. Last one, and then I will let you talk in. I promise. Sorry. No, But the but the the kids' reaction to how is it those two fingers? They're not even together. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> Brilliant. Just, I love the fact that that was clearly Elizabeth Banks wrote that line. Yeah. 
Because she thought, do you know what would be funny? Is if it's just two fingers that aren't even next to each other. <laughs> oh. that... Shout out to when Ranger Liz falls off the back of the ambulance as well. Oh, out. Oh, and it's just like she's fucking her face is like skidding on yeah. the fucking top. Yeah, that yeah. was brutal. Yeah, it's just oh, so I, oh, that's horrible. The the thing that surprised me about this film, and I think I was most tickled about it, which I've, I've kind of already alluded to, is just the fact that I thought it was gonna be like the trailer seems to set it up that it's like the bear, like they see the bear take a shitload of cocaine, and then it just like reacts off the back of that but no it is the bear really fucking likes cocaine and oh. is basically just like anything that has the sniff of cocaine on it i'm gonna get at because i want to get at that sweet sweet powder oh the fucking bear and, loves cocaine and i just like by the end like the end of it just being like oh those bears they're happy they're alive they're and now the Baby bears are addicted to cocaine. <laughs> it's almost setting up like a weird sequel. Yeah, yeah. Where they, where they run out of cocaine and have to go to the nearest town to find more cocaine. No, yeah. what I want it like, what I want it to be is like because it's set in the eighties, like eighties era, like drug war stuff of just like right. The way to co- kill the cocaine industry for good is to just set the like airdrop these bears into South America and have them just tear through like the the drug cartels like, or something them. like. <laughs> yeah, weapon. Yeah, exactly. Weaponize the bears in the eighties drug wars. <laughs> The thing is, you could do that as a sequel, and it'd be great. I mean, it would, it would, and it, it, you know, it's, I don't, it's such an odd fucking duck of a film because it just it shouldn't exist. It's like, why is Elizabeth Banks directing this? Why are these people in this? Why is that like? Okay, I'm gonna find my daughter, um, played by the kid from the fucking Florida Project. And, and you know all like that kind of stuff but then also just uh, uh, like just drug runners all over the place and the, the these random ambulance workers turning up and getting really fucked up and it just it felt like something that should have cost 10% less than it th- than it did have like 5% of the stars that it does and yet it was just like exactly what the doctor ordered for what it is and nothing else it doesn't it doesn't go beyond what you think it's going to like you said mark you know and it's like i on i i think it is a bit too long mm. and it's like i think there are too many characters who it's like the Jesse Tyler Ferguson the fucking ginger guy like the like the preamble with him and Margot Martindale and stuff like that and she's like doing the perfume it's like Right, no, no. If you're going to have this many characters in this film, just have them be straight-up victims. You don't need, like, five minutes beforehand with them. Yeah. Let's just have let's just have the cocaine bear do some shit. Let's have the cocaine bear violently run up a tree because it just wants to kill that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's... There is that. I think I do agree. I think it's... It, it, 
Weirdly, I can wait for it thinking, that was more flimsy than I thought it was going to be. But why did I think that a movie called Cocaine Bear was going to be anything yeah. other than a bit flimsy and just a bit of fun? And I, what I'm really glad about is that it is a bit of fun, mm. but it's but it it's it's enough fun and it sounds fun enough that it's made people go, oh, do you know what? I like fun. I'll go and see Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Yeah, you know it, it's it's such a well done um, to um, Elizabeth Banks and Lord and Miller for just having the fucking balls to go. Do you know what we think we could get a, a good movie out of this? And you know Elizabeth Banks, this film did more in the US in the opening weekend than Charlie's Angels did in its entire theatrical run. Mm. And you, you know that this movie's going to have done well, it's going to have got a bit of traction and everything like that, and she's going to get a little bit of a, well, all right, what else have you got for us? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll watch it more than I do Snowpiercer. Yeah. I, I could see... Maybe that's what Snowpiercer's missing. What? Cocaine bear. bear. Yeah, for sure. Cocaine, yeah. yeah. That, that, that fucking polar bear should have looked at them just smashed a load of cocaine in its face and just ran at <laughs> No, it's like it's sniffing the ground. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what? Oh, it's like it's really enjoying the snow. That's not snow. That's not snow. Run! It's just, it's just that. It, oh, it rained fucking cocaine. Just <laughs> when it was fucking unconscious and then it just got that whiff of like cocaine in the air and then woke up. Uh, it's... Fuck. The thing is, oh, I'm definitely not shit on it, but it's such a flimsy. Like it might be shit, but I don't care. <laughs> but I don't yeah. think it's shit because it's not. And that's the thing. Oh, and I wouldn't go Geostorm because no. I don't think it's bad. Like it's no. it's well made for what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's cocaine bear. It's you know what? Well done, everybody involved. Because yeah, it's fun. And I don't think Cocaine Bear needs to be anything other than fun. Oh, God. I don't think it needs to be a, you know, a a satirical damning indictment on the cocaine industry in the 80s. No, it's just a fun story about a bear that just fucking really likes cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And two kids just eat cocaine in it. (laughs) That is funny. Yeah. It's just the fact it's, that it kind of like it does that build up to it where you kind of think like, oh, they're gonna get distracted by something. No, they just eat it. Yeah. But also as well, it's the fact that the kid goes, There's like a weird dripping in the back of my throat. And you've got <laughs> everybody that has done coke in the audience that laughs. There's someone laughing there and their partner's sitting going, Why are you laughing? Like, there's no fucking reason. Mm. Yeah, definitely not shit. Is is good fun. I mean, like I'll barely remember it ne- this time next week. I don't but think you need to. But no, I guarantee you. In a couple of years' time, you'll you'll scroll past it on Netflix on like a Saturday night and go, "Fuck it." <laughs> I'll watch the fuck out of Cocaine Bear again. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because it's ninety five minutes. If it was ninety eight minutes, you wouldn't. It would make a great drunk Saturday night watch this, to be fair. Yeah, that's it. For sure. It, 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 we, we will tipsy take away watch it at some point, for sure. But... Yeah, definitely. Nice. Uh, yeah, definitely not shit from me. 
What's our audience poll on this? It is... Oh, fucking hell. Sorry, Twitter's taking a while. Uh, whoa. Definitely not shit 30%. Touching cloth 30%. Shit 30% and Geostorm 10%. Yeah, fair. I can see that. Yeah, fair enough. Yakuza Like a Dragon is directed by Takashi Miike, stars Kazuki Kitamura, Goro Kishitani, and Shun Shioya. The plot synopsis or summary on IMDb, this feels appropriate. Cult Japanese director Takashi Miike draws inspiration from the popular PS2 title Yakuza for this unhinged tale of underworld violence in Tokyo. It's summertime in Tokyo, and as the temperature rises, two undercover cops stake out a high-profile bank robbery while complaining about the air conditioning. When the masked gunmen make their way into the vault, only to find that the Tojo gang's 10 million yen deposit has mysteriously vanished, an already complicated situation gradually starts to spiral out of control. Meanwhile, in another part of town, psychotic Yakuza Goro Majima strikes out on his own to pay a visit to rival gang leader Kazuma Kiryu and track down the missing mother of adorable youngster Haruka. It seems that Haruka's mother has some valuable information, and Majima is, Majima is why do I keep on saying Majima? Is determined to find her at any cost. Now, as Majima makes his way through the neon lit, lit streets of Tokyo, Saturo and his girlfriend Yui embark on a bold robbery spree, and South Korean hitman Park prepares to locate and terminate the thieves who absconded with the Toho gang's money. Later, after Majima and Kiryu engage in a series of fights all across the city, a confrontation at the top of Tokyo's Millennium Tower finds the true criminal mastermind finally stepping out of the shadows Mark what do you think of Yakuza like a dragon that shit and brilliant <laughs> <laughs> like genuinely I'd fucking blast with this movie it's a load of fun it's the thing is Takashimike makes so many movies it is and, and things that it, it, it's impossible to keep up with it. And not a lot, not all of it is that great, really. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, but occasionally he does make something that slaps. <laughs> and yeah. this slaps. Um, I, I'm not sure it feels to people who are a lot more familiar with the games, but I have played like a couple of hours of the game, so I know virtually nothing about this massive, sprawling franchise that yeah. is out there. Uh, and Saga that is out there. But it's, it felt recognisable. It felt a lot of fun, which the game seemed to be an awful lot of fun. Um, and it, I just had a really good time with it. <laughs> The dog food bit is a side quest in the game where you have to go to multiple places to find the right dog food. That just doesn't surprise me, but it just seems like a really good side mission. Bex. Yes. What What did you think? It very much feels like a game adaptation. Like, um like Mark was saying, he's, he's played a bit of it, but not much. But even there was recognisably stuff in the film that were in the bit of the game that he played. Sure. Um, including the crazy guy. 
Um, Majima, my boy. <laughs> um, but it, it, like the fact that that's a side quest does not surprise me in the slightest. Like it is, it's it's messy. Like they've just tried to make a live action version of the game. But I like that about it. Um, I said to you, didn't I? Like with the some of the crazy effects, like where he, is it a baseball he throws at that guy's head? Yeah, and he's just like spinning on his head. Like it really reminded me of like aesthetically of you know the movie House. Oh yeah. Well, the Japanese like Hauzu. Yeah, or, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just some of the like bonkers stuff that happens, and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I get that. Um. But yeah, no, really, really enjoyed it, and probably will actually watch this again. To be fair, try and make yeah, a bit more sense I, out I, of it. I, I genuinely see me watching it again as well. So, this game, I haven't played all of the first Yakuza, or as the remasters known, Yakuza Kiwami. Um, but apparently, this does do like the barest etchings of the story. So like Nishikiyama, it, it like is uh, is an old friend of Kiryu's, and he he's like a friend of his in Yakuza Zero, and I haven't played through enough of Yakuza Zero to know quite what happened in their relationship. But um, like so when he kind of comes into it towards the end, it's like okay, there's no real surprise to me there. But how did you guys like actually un like understand the plot? To the, to that extent, like I, I'm I'm cause, just because I kind of had a basing uh, like a grounding in it, but like because uh, Kiryu, like when he has that first fight in the fucking like the supermarket, and then at the end his fist is burnt like flaming blue. Yeah. Did you did like did you guys get it or was it just like this is some mad shit? This is fun. I think more. I got, I got the idea. I think that makes you go right. This is from a game. This is clearly mm. something that was it within that. Yeah. But obviously, don't know the context. Yeah, the context of why it does yeah. that. But you watch it going. This guy's clearly just a badass. <laughs> I said to you, didn't I? Though he looks like a video game character. Yeah. Like he's, he's like his skin tone and everything. Like the fact that he's he's very matte. <laughs> he does look like it could be a. Um... A game. Yeah. If you're watching it. The the the, uh, the Majima uh, bit at first where you see him and he's doing the um, with the base in the baseball net. There. Yeah. That even feels like a cutscene from a game. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, like the bit where towards the end, he's just had the shit. Majima's just had the shit kicked out of him, and then he goes like Kirio-chan. And Kiryu just turns around and he's just there kind of like around the corner, but only like half of him poking out. Um, Very, very funny, but also like the game. So at least Yakuza Kiyomi has him, Majima, just randomly dressing up as people and interrupting Kiryu to fight him. (laughs) And it's like every now, it's like you just be walking along and then, so, like, you'll ask a police, like, somebody for directions, and it will just be Majima, and then you'll have to have another fight with Majima. <laughs> and he just really wants to fight Kiryu. And I thought they got, they actually played that really well in this, and he, he looks the part. Um, he doesn't have the voice. Like, it, 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 in the game, he's more like, 
Oh, <laughs> like he's fucking bonkers, um, and they don't do that in this. And also, Kiryu, like, kind of just looked a little bit too young in this as well. I, I, I will say that, but I don't know. It felt respectful just to the sheer fucking bat shittery of the game or games, um, and it just like the whole subplot with like the fucking like. The, the, the hostages and the, the aircon and all that. It just, it felt like something that would just be a side part of the game that they're giving weirdly too much focus to here. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it just, I, I was very disappointed there was no karaoke. Yeah, it was a bit strange <laughs> that, yeah. I did, I did expect at some point there to be some karaoke. But, yeah, it felt of of a piece. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it because I was worried. Um, I had a great time. It's a really engaging watch. <laughs> I just I feel like Mark. When you retire, you are just gonna like play all the Yakuza games. Possibly, yeah. I'll probably have, the, I'll probably have like a week where I go. Oh, I'm just gonna do this for a week now. But it, it's like a week. You could probably spend a week just playing one of them. Like, solidly, just one of them. And there's eight of the fuckers so far. Um, well, actually, no, there's nine now, because the Like a Dragon Ishian came out last week, and that's, like, a real, based on historical fact, but starring the cast of Yakuza game. Um, and, and, yeah, and I, I just, like... Like a dragon, so Yakuza like a dragon that came out a couple years back. They've changed it from real time combat to like a, a turn based strategy game, and some of the fucking powers that you have, it's like you can summon fish to fight, or you can just summon a satellite to laser beam people. It's just it, it's gone batshit. There are mi- there's a mini game in the new one where you have to like stop the character from falling asleep in a film because he's trying to build a friendship with another guy who really likes films but your character just tends to fall asleep a lot so you have to play a game where you have to avoid counting sheep (laughs) and it it it, it, like i i just mark i seriously i feel like you would get so much joy out of these games as would i if we just submitted if we just went yeah all right fine take a hundred hours of my life i feel like we would be better for it possibly at some point i may well submit just a karaoke i i, I talked about back in tide last week but god i love that song <laughs> anyway yeah look definitely not shit yakuza like a dragon good video game adaptation yeah, I, I genuinely, I, I think we kind of suggested it as a half joke and the fact that it was under two hours long meant we could get away with that joke. <laughs> but it, it, it's, a, it, it's fun. It's a yeah. fun movie. Yeah, it really is. And maybe, you know, track it down, guys, because it is actually, if you are in any way like this type of movie, then it is well worth a watch. Yeah. It isn't like... It's a decent video game adaptation. It is on YouTube with subtitles. Yeah, there you go. 
AI upscaled to 1440p. <laughs> so, on the video game tip, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to segue. Let's talk about Supermassive Games' The Quarry. So, this is on Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 and PC. Um, and is um, on PlayStation Plus right now uh, for extra and premium. It's a new world for us, talking about that fucking detail. Right, <laughs> so, um, The Quarry stars uh, David Arquette. Um, Dave from Halloween. Dave from Halloween, whatever that guy's name is. Uh, Ted Raimi, Lynn Shay. Um fucking god i know uh, ethan supley brenda songs uh, brenda song skylar gizondo uh the, the 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 guy from licorice pizza who is cracking on to heim on the airplane good to see him and uh, others um and yeah so um i you know light spoilers but in the end of the day, this is a bit of a choose-your-own-adventure game. So, like, where it actually ends is kind of up to how you play it. Um, yeah, I don't think you can really spoiler a game that's got 186 different endings. What? Really? Yep. Like yeah. Six. Nope, 186. 186 endings, Mark. Fucking hell. I like, can't be that different. So, yeah, and they're probably not. And one of the things that I'll, I will say is, by the time I got to my ending, I was a bit like, oh, fuck, it ended? Yeah, it's slightly, um, what's the word? Anticlimactic? That's the one, yeah. Yeah. The actual so, ending itself, yeah. Was your last interaction someone shooting something? <laughs> or Or attempting to shoot something? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's the thing. So it does that. Um, and then I'm expecting, like, to interact more. And then I don't. And then the monkey's daydream believer plays while you see who survived and who died. But it's not so. even like there's a decent, like, ending cutscene. No, it just ends. And then it's just like, you know, like at the end of movies where it comes up and there's a picture of the person and it says, blah, 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 went on to pass the bar and became a lawyer for human rights. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah. It, it's that. That's the ending for all the characters. Fair. No, not fair. Not fair. They should... No. Yeah. But then I suppose, what are they going to do when there are that many different ending variations? That's the thing. You are... Like, I th- so, I, oh, I, okay, so, I suppose maybe some, if you're never going to play the quarry, just fucking listen on, but, mm. um, so are we, it basically then, that it always is going to end with Brenda Song trying to shoot a werewolf? Is that what we're thinking, or is it that it could actually end in a different way? Because I'm assuming that's what you got as well. Hey, wait, hang on, what? What, what? Oh, shit. That's not what where it ended. your last? Silas. Who's Silas? The White Wolf. 
you got a different ending to me. Shit, really? Oh, okay. All right, okay. So I, my one ended. So I, sorry, and forgive me. I know who the White Wolf is. I picked up the tarot card. Grace Zabriskie's like, no, no, why did you do that? And then you see her flashback. You saw yeah, that, yeah. Yeah? yeah? yeah, yeah. So mine ended, this is fascinating, with Brenda Song trying to shoot the wolf and then um, I missed. With the wolf that is Caleb that comes down the chimney? Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Bursts through the painting of the guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, mine didn't. I put some wolf blood on my face as Laura and then walk into the fucking woods with, what's his name? Uh, Ah, Laura was fucking dead, dude. I fucking killed, like, Uh, she died. Me, the kid out of Pokemon and Travis all go and kill Silas. What the fuck? Well, that'll be why I thought that ended quite quickly and I only had an eight hour play time when it's supposed to take ten hours. (laughs) It doesn't take that long, it's just like an extra cutscene. Um, you can not, but then I don't think it ends well for anyone involved. You can not kill okay, Silas. So, so, this is really, really fun. And I would recommend anyone listening to this show, if you fancy just like putting in a two, three nights worth of playing into just like an interactive horror film. The quarry is cracking. It I enjoyed I enjoyed the relationships between most of the characters. Yeah. Um I th- I thought the writing was genuinely pretty good. Um I enjoyed the the gameplay and it's like the the quick time event stuff is not that that difficult you know it's like no. nudge uh, nudge uh, uh, your left stick in one direction generally the hardest one for me was it's it won't a qte as much as you know the combat um mode keeping Caitlin yeah. alive was real fucking hard uh what in the in the junkyard or no 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 in the bit where um you know where you have to run away from Caleb when he's when the werewolf comes down the chimney. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. That that there's so many bits that can go wrong on that. <laughs> you see, that's the thing. I fucked up. I missed a shot, and the werewolf just killed me, and, ah. it, and then the monkeys started playing. See, I'd be interested to know because you can either on that bit you can either um go get the silver bullets, can't you, or run to the kitchen. Yeah, so I got the silver bullets. Yeah, so so did I. I'd be interested to know if you can keep... Because the Hackett's are who stayed alive and who didn't characters on the sum up at the end, aren't they? Yeah. I want to play it through again and fucking try and keep everyone alive. And I, I, want, I need to know if, if I run to the kitchen, I will like shut the door and Caleb will turn back into normal after Silas is dead. So that's the thing. I never got. I never got the opportunity because it like it brought up the Silas stuff with the Grace Zabriskie like tarot card thing at the end. Yeah. And then it just kind of ended. It was like it was like, oh, and the White Wolf is still out there somewhere. It was like, oh, all right, cool. I, I guess if Laura and I can't remember what his name is, the kid out of Pokemon, his character name. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Were they both dead? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you won't get that scene then, will you? That'll be why. I don't know. Well, maybe they died. (laughs) No, but I mean that—that's the thing. It's mad. Just like there you go. Our experiences were completely different. But interestingly, we both said said it was (laughs) anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. Well, in so in mine, I killed Silas. So um, Dylan already wasn't a werewolf after being bitten because I chopped off his hand. Um, The guy—is it Max that Ariel Winter's got a crush on? I thought that was Dylan, but yeah, okay, I know the one you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, the floppy-haired one. He turns yeah, yeah. back to normal. Um, Didn't happen for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Travis I kept alive, but all the rest of the Hackett's were dead. Because I shot, I shot Lynn Shay in the face. Yeah, I shot Lynn face in, in, in Shay in the face, but no, no, the Lance Henriksen and Ethan Sipley survived in mine. Oh, did they? How? Yeah, I oh, don't remember. I need, to, I need to fucking replay this again. Get a fucking handle on it, keep everyone alive. But, I mean, isn't that fun, though, that we both played the same game and we just had completely different fucking <laughs> different what happened through it? Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that, that I mean, it, it's so, it takes, it must take so much skill to, be, like, be able to do that. To have, like, a through line but that just these different these different things happening, but it, it yeah. generally tells the same story. It's incredibly clever stuff, mm. um, and Lord knows, like what the fucking imagine a fucking visio diagram of like the fucking <laughs> the diverging points. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um, re- yeah, just really, really fun, and like I say, I I in. Enjoyed the characters. The, the the girl doing the fucking mobile phone vlogging thing. Like, her and that... The, the, the idiot guy who, like, takes the part out of the car and fucks the whole thing up for everyone. Yeah. I, I maybe didn't enjoy them very much. Oh, okay. So, did he stay alive in yours? Yes. So, did you get the scene of him on the island where he... Um... He's, like, basically walking along crying and saying that he wishes he hadn't taken the bit out of the car... Yes, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, yeah, I, yeah. I got that. Um, and yeah, it just it's um really fun, goofy, like jumpy experience without being relentlessly grim. It's not Resident mm. Evil. It's not The Last of Us. It's fun. Mild peril at its finest. Yeah, abs- like literally Lottie was in the room on Saturday morning when I was playing it. <laughs> yeah. I and she I... was f- she was fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think with the exception of when you literally shoot Lynn Fay at point blank range, uh, Lynn Shay, sorry, at point blank yeah. range in the face. <laughs> I mean, that's rough. There's not anything else that's particularly super gory, I don't think, is there? No, I mean, the werewolf transformation I, I, I've never seen before. No. Like, they just explode into a werewolf. For one awesome way to avoid having the, oh, well, the werewolf transformation bit was a bit shit. Yeah. This course yeah, that they, you always get with werewolf movies. They just blow up. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden they're a werewolf. And they're, like, fucking gnarly-looking werewolves yeah. as well. Like, not, not like, they're, like, really, like short hair, nasty fucking bold things. Mm, yeah. 
I do also really love the the whole bait and switch with the hackets as well because the game mm-hmm. in it very intentionally tricks you into thinking they're the baddies for a large portion of its runtime and they're not yeah yeah uh, yeah absolutely and, and you, like the first time Lin Shay shows up yeah I was like right okay so they are wrongins then and it's like no they're, they're no they're not they you know yeah it was um I mean, they're not, really, they're not yeah. great, but they're dealing with something quite, like, you know, unprecedented. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think I would have made more of an effort to keep them alive had I known the rest of the story at that point. Fair. Yeah. I was just, that... like, when Lance Henriksen fucking goes for you, I was like, fucking, how do I kill him? <laughs> I'd probably protect him more now. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I was just like through that whole section. I, I, I don't know. I was just going with what my gut was at the time. Yeah. But I still got Justice Smith killed. So. Yeah. Pokemon boy. Pokemon. Um. Boy. But yeah, look, hey, definitely not shit. If you've got a PlayStation, you got a PS Plus, and it's not going to cost you anything. You're going to get a good two, three nights out of this. Yeah, definitely. It made me want to re replay um until dawn again, and then the other ones that they've done the. Dark pictures. That's yeah, I, I literally started Little Hope today, uh, like really, <laughs> really early doors. But yeah, I'll play. Yeah. Like, and the thing is that they're only like four or five hours. Yeah, it's nice. I think when, as like a, I haven't gamed properly for a long while, and as a kind of jumping back in, it's quite nice to have one that you can complete in a reasonable amount of time. I, if if. I, I wish more games were like that. Like yeah. when I see like 30 hours plus, it's just, it's very intimidating. Like the, mm. I I put 30 hours into Horizon Zero Dawn like a few years back and that was the last time I've done anything like that. And that took me fucking ages. Yeah. But yeah, like a few evenings and then you're done. That, yeah. That's my sweet spot. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely not shit. Yeah, definitely not shit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm anticipating seeing as Mark's been up since like three o'clock this morning that he'll probably want quite an early night. I might do a bit more on trying to keep everyone alive tonight. Nice. <laughs> right, let's get Mark back into the into the mix and talk about virtuosity. So, <laughs> directed by Brett Leonard and starring Russell Crowe, Denzel Washington, and Kelly Lynch. Oh, and Kaylee Cuoco of The Big Bang Theory as Little Girl. Um, so, virtuosity, um, there's VR, and there's a serial killer, Sid 6.7, who is the amalgamation of a bunch of serial killers put into a computer program, but through things happening, because of a horny Kevin J. O'Connor, um, he becomes flesh, and he targets Denzel Washington, because the the, the the personality of a killer who targeted Washington's family, Matthew Grimes, has taken hold, but in the body of Russell Crowe. Oh, Matthew um, Grimey Grimes. Oh, Grimey Grimes. Mark. What? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the appropriate question, to be fair. What, 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 what yeah, what, Mark? Yeah. I mean, it's you get to see Russell Crowe's bottom, 
Russell Crowe makes a dance banger out of fear. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Um, it's just... The thing is, you've got Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe, who are two... Russell Crowe, who I think he had a period where he was... He took himself too seriously. And even he admits that. Mm. Was that he... He, he, he took his artwork too seriously and it had a negative impact on everything. And the thing there is now he's quite fun. It's easy to forget that he was quite fun around this time as well. And he's he's great. It's, it's just that thing, I think I said it last week, is if you could have said to somebody... Around this time, you know, um, that that this guy will be will be having the career he's having now. So we'll be doing like movies like the Pope's Exorcist. Now, you go, yeah, that's fine. If you could have said to anybody in around two thousand and three, <laughs> Russell Crowe will be doing movies like the Pope's Exorcist and Unhinged in twenty years' time, they'd have gone, no, he won't. It's, and you've got Denzel there before that he became like Denzel but he'd still and he already won one Oscar by this point yep yep Glory won it Glory yeah he won his first one for Glory and then he won 2001 for Training Day mm-hmm. um, it's just bonkers this movie and it's just like even like to the the sense of where the kid is not even like hidden that well <laughs> no the kid is literally in the same building that you <laughs> yeah, like right next to you <laughs> I mean the, the only way it would make sense that the kid was actually anywhere else is thinking well shit he made those graphics with deaf TV very quickly so maybe he could just do that quickly as well yeah um, I mean, it, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah, Bex, it's okay. It's. I think it's just seen like you're like. How does this film star Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe? That that that. I mean, the Russell Crowe thing because he's new. I get it. Denzel, did they just throw money at him? It feels like one where it's like Denzel Washington was paid $20 million to star in it. Was I don't get. Like, when he turns up in that fucking costume at the start, when he steps out <laughs> of that train, yeah. I was just like, he, he must have been like, you were paying me at least $15 million to do this. I mean, it was released in between. It was released in between Crimson Tide and Devil in a Blue Dress. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this would be understandable if it was a he's Denzel Washington now, but he wasn't Denzel Washington then kind of vibe. But he kind of already was Denzel Washington. He wasn't fully Denzel. 
It was Denzeling though, wasn't it? He was getting close to being Denzel. But it was he Denzel adjacent. Fully there. We were just saying he had already won an Academy Award. Yeah. By this point. And then he wears that teal suit. Um, and he'd been he'd been nominated three times by this point and won once. Mm. It's an odd choice for him. It is. <laughs> it's an odd choice for him. But it's, do you know what, it's, it's really fun because it's just so fucking bonkers. Russell Crowe seems to be having a fucking blast. Russell Crowe is having a fucking great time in this movie. I just reckon Russell Crowe is a great pint. Yeah, probably, yep. yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd want to do one night of drinking with Russell Crowe then never see him again. <laughs> I'd want to do one night of... Much. I'd want to do one night of drinking <laughs> Russell Crowe every year. Like a weekend. Mm. Like you go, I just, like, look at it and go, ah, oh, fuck, it's my Russell weekend. Russell I, I, I feel... He comes through to York quite Yeah, he comes to York loads. Yeah. I feel like he'll, there will be one... He'll give you one night where he'll be like, right, you and me, we're going to do this. And then the next time you see him, he'll be like, fuck that guy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's the thing is it. It sounds like we're not talking about that much. There's not that much to talk about because there's not that much in it apart from just insanity. It's weird though watching like futuristic effects. I'm doing like <laughs> yeah. bunny ears as Mark calls them from a 1995 movie. It's like when you see hackers on movies now and they're going through like force fields and stuff like that and then there's a, a pirate that tries to shoot them with a cannon as they try to get through a firewall or whatever. It's the same kind of vibe as that. It's like, that's so not what it's like. <laughs> that's not what the future's like. Even the title sequence had me worried. The way those <laughs> like, the, like the titles blur in or whatever the fuck it's doing. It's just, oh no. <laughs> Look, I, I didn't hate it, don't get me wrong. I think it's like, as a 90s action film, it's it's fine. You know, I just like, Brett Leonard, this was after The Lawnmower Man, yeah? Yes. So people saw The Lawnmower Man, it was like, yeah, do more. The, the lawnmower... Give this man some more money. The lawnmower made money. <laughs> I've never seen it, you know. Longman's fun. Longman, I mean, like, on a 10 million budget, I think worldwide, I think it, I think it topped. What are you looking at? The writing credits on Longman on IMDb. Credit oh. removed following lawsuit. <laughs> good. That's a good credit. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I think that's why I've never watched it because well, Stephen King hates it so much because it's like it's nothing to do with the short story. Well, the thing is, Longman, it, it 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 cost about ten million dollars to make, uh, and worldwide it made over hundred and fifty million. Yeah. So it was a huge hit, and they just wanted to throw fucking money at him to do something else, and then he did virtuosity. Oh, that's interesting, actually. So the trivia on Lawnmower Man, the first one is New Line Cinema had obtained the rights to the Stephen King short story The Lawnmower Man and the producers also had an unrelated script called Cyber God. For economical reasons, they simply placed King's title on the production of Cyber God. <laughs> that explains a lot. Well, yeah, because one thing you can't say about Lawnmower Man is, uh, is the, the great line of there are two things wrong with that movie. <laughs> the title. 
Because he, he is a lawnmower man. Well, yeah. I'm sure you've seen lawnmower man, Bex. I have. I've watched it with you. Uh, more than once as well. I reckon that's true. Although I do recognise that visual. Yeah, you've seen it. Hmm. I might rewatch Lawnmower Man. I'll rewatch it with you. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we've maybe played this one out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Geostorm. It's definitely. It's it's it's. I can't say it's definitely not shit because it is a bit shit. That's fun though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's Geostorm. I'm, it's I'm, I'm definitely not shit. I, I'm Geostorm, but I, you know. I'm very glad it's Geostorm. <laughs> Look, but mildly, it is Denzel Washington taking it seriously, points for that. Russell Crowe not taking it seriously, points for that. Mm. I think that's kind of what does it for me, to be honest. Yeah. Um, like, the VR thing of it all, of just like, you you know, you get the shots every now of them, of them in that headset thing. And there's just one where they're just running. And I don't know, I just think that's really fun and goofy. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's from a very particular mid-90s time and when you actually, had movies like this. Also, the ending was amazing, where it was like, he's thinking about, should I throw it? Nah, might be dangerous. Fuck it, I'm going to throw it. And he throws <laughs> it, and it lands on the ground, and then like, the personality bit remains on the pavement, uh, on the road. I was like, oh, all right, so sequel set up. No. <laughs> <laughs> That was great. That felt very fucking knowing as well. Yeah. I said to you, didn't I? That does not feel like something you should leave like just unsupervised lying around <laughs> and then it got destroyed. That was, yeah, that, that was great. I, yeah, hey, it's fine. It's virtuosity. <laughs> it's no Yakuza like a dragon. Right. No, it's not. It's no Yakuza like a dragon. Yeah. All right, Mark, hush your mouth for a little bit more. My friend, you've been far too chatty. Uh, Last of Us episode six and seven. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, all right, hey. So episode six, Bex, you've been kind of almost like trailering. They're doing some shit different. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, yeah. So we we we've had the discussion of how on earth are they going to fit the rest of the game into the remaining episodes. Um would appear from episode six by just cutting out a massive fucking chunk of it at the university and covering yep. that in about three minutes. Yep. Don't know, yep. don't know whether I'm disappointed by that or whether on reflection that wouldn't make for great watching. I'm, I don't know. There's a lot of wandering around and finding tape recorders and like scientific notes to read and stuff, isn't there, in the game? Mm. I don't know how compelling a watch that would be. I think this did a very, very good job of threading the needle of, okay, they've actually now established Joel and Ellie. Mm. And I was worried that they weren't going to have enough time to do it. But they, they've, they've done that here. Mm. And the whole Ellie, like Joel going like, Tommy, just take her. And, you know, like what kind of comes out of that, I think, worked really well. Also, I thought it was really interesting. Oh, hang on, obvi- yeah, this is the one with Tommy, isn't it? Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking we'd already covered that. No, go on. Yeah, go on. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then it ends with the, the uni. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, 
Um, I thought it was... It's really interesting seeing Druckmann involved in this, where it almost feels like instead of the dam that they do in the game, because that's what it is, isn't it? It's like the yeah. hydro plant or whatever. Yeah. It's instead it the local... Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. instead the settlement that they established that you, you're in at the start of part two. Mm. And I think it's interesting that Druckmann's obviously kind of going, actually, do you know what? If I had my time again, I would have done it like this. You know, and um, obviously the, the whole kind of like Maria being pregnant thing is new. Um, and I it's... It feels, it's interesting because it kind of feels like Druckmann revisiting the material with having a few years hence and having done part two and almost going like, okay, this is like an alternative vision of the video game where there's plenty, there, there is obviously plenty of shit in here which ape, it apes the video game. But he's done a really good job in kind of like changing shit up as well. And it, it it doesn't just feel like you're play you're it, it's the video game in TV form at this point. Mm. I don't think. No, it, it doesn't. It, no, there's there's been enough interesting changes made to make it interesting to players of the game as well. There's enough old yeah. like referen- referential points that you can go Leonardo DiCaprio meme at the screen, but there's also enough new stuff that it doesn't just feel like you're watching it on movie mode. No, exactly, exactly, mm. and it, it, it's. Yeah, I, I I think it's really interesting. Like the uh, the the slight shot of Dina. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, that's obviously Dina, and yeah. that 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 that's cool. You know, they 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 can expand on that. Um, yeah, I just I'm yeah I'm increasing like around like episode four, I was pretty. I'm a little bit checked out of this. I do think that four and five's got Henry and Sam, but the whole four and five mini arc of Melanie Linsky, Mm. I do think was a little bit, just a bit of a misstep. Bit of a sidebar kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Just because she's, this character is introduced and it's, oh, she's gone now. It's quite an (laughs) unceremonious, oh, she's gone now, but that almost felt like the point. But you've spent yeah. quite a, quite a lot of time with her to just do that. Um, it feels like it's finding its footing now, and yeah, with I mean, two I fucking really... episodes to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly, yeah, exactly. But it, it, we're nearly at the end. So episode six, I really liked it, and it feels like that's doing some really good place setting for the start of season two. Yes, and that, that, yeah, yeah, definitely, that, that, and, and 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 that's great. With them being the the house of the road from Tommy and Maria's yeah. and um, obviously her being pregnant, that's obviously going to come back. And then yeah. um, Dina, did you say it is? Mm-hmm. In background, just why the fuck is she looking at me? <laughs> um, uh, what else was I going to say? Um, have you seen the side-by-sides of the um, scene where she's telling Joel off for leaving her with Tommy? Oh, no. The, the, there's this like I saw it on Twitter but I've seen it in a couple of other places as well and just not watched it because I'd already seen it but the game versus the TV show and it's 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 just so fucking faithful 
Like the the wording is exactly the same, but even the like the um, the visual of it is is really faithful as well to the game. Um, obviously, it's a bit different in it because in the game she disappears, doesn't she? And they have to chase her. Yeah. Whereas in this, he's just there in the stable and gives her a choice. But yeah, that that particular scene is quite. Obviously, they've slavishly recreated it for a reason. Well, that's the thing. It kind of feels like you've got recreation and you've got adaptation mm. all kind of like intermingling here, but it all feels authentic. And I, th- I th- yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that is because Neil Druckmann's so involved in it, you know. And it, it, it's that guy, interesting dude. Like it, it, yeah. I I hope it. It's it's interesting because like they haven't confirmed that a part three is coming, but a part three is obviously coming at some point, and. I hope that he's able to square that circle of obviously being involved in the TV show while also being involved in the development of part three, which you feel like he's going to want to have a hand in because it's probably mm. going to be a season or two of TV at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but, it's, but Hey, okay. So let, let, let's talk about left behind. Just very quickly. Um, mm. I've, I'm not sure how thrilled I am about how short they cut the university section. Cutting it short, it, fine. How short felt a little bit it, like it was doing a disservice to quite an important part of the game. Yeah. And like it's literally a couple of minutes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's maybe, maybe like six, seven minutes. Mm. Like maximum for what is like what like a good hour hour and a half of the game yeah yeah and i feel like it it's starting to make me think are they just avoiding the big set pieces where there's action because uh-huh there's i i I want some more fucking zombies (laughs) so that is a criticism i've seen quite a lot and it does kind of feel a little bit like if Druckmann was asked, he'd be like, yeah, but it's not about the zombies. But then the response to that is, but it kind of is though, mate. Mm. You know, you do. No one's one's playing a game about the interpersonal fucking relationships between a man who's lost his daughter and a girl. People are playing it for the zombies. People are watching it because they've played it. But uh, to be fair, there's also going to be people who have not played the game and are watching the latest Prestige HBO series. But, 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 episode two had a lot of zomb- gnarly zombie shit and, you know, the fucking kissing test thing. There hasn't been anything like that since. No. The, the, the only other bit that I can think of is the bit with Melanie Linsky when the sinkhole opens up. Yeah, yeah. And that's and it's brief like... and, and violent, but then it's gone. And you don't get up close and personal with any of them apart from the little gymnast girl. Mm. which again was a great little moment but it was a little moment in mm. in an episode and that's the thing episode 8 is going to be the David section yeah so that's all people all people episode 9 you know in the game you've got what like the bit in the tunnel before the fireflies yeah and then you know so you could have a set piece then of them getting past infected but then after that, but 
and it, but it's probably not going to be that because they're going to have one episode to do the yeah. end of the last of us mm. i just feel like i don't i mean i don't need it to be all infected all the time but it's a huge part of the game <laughs> yeah they're, they're, yeah that's the thing they they're threats in very specific moments and it's so far it kind of feels like when the plot has needed to move along they're never just there in the getting getting from a to b within an episode which is which is why they're quite scary in the game because you could just turn a corner and they'd be there Mm -hmm. you know that that they are unpredictable it's not it's not end of a level and then there's a fucking infected it's they just fucking turn up randomly throughout yeah and i think it's taken away some of the tension yeah yeah no totally yeah i mean this is the thing you know it's like you guys know me like i uh, scary things uh you know increasingly not my bag with this i don't feel scared hmm and it's not because it's cool instead. It's just because, like, I know it's only going to really happen when it needs to happen, when there's a plot motivation for it to happen. Yeah. Um, I get that. But at the same time, at, at the same time, increasingly really like Bella Ramsey. She's um, actually really good, isn't she? I was, I was not really feeling her as Ellie to start off with, but the further it gets into it, the more she's just like, well, she's just Ellie, isn't she? yeah yeah no she's she's pretty much sold me and especially Mm -hmm. in left behind uh pedro pascal is fine um i mean but i don't know like i like he's 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 fine he's doing an adequate job (laughs) i i i feel like that's damning with faint praise a little bit I think he's. I think he's really good as Joel. Um, it is weird though because obviously he keeps having panic attacks, doesn't he? Mm. And apparently that's canon because in the game, blah 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 blah. And I was reading a bit more into it, and it's not actually originally in the game. It's in the remake of the game that was done relatively recently. The last remake, what, the, the, the PS Five one from last year. Possibly, yeah. I haven't even. Fa- yeah, because that's the thing you just said. Like, is canon? It's like, is it? Well, that's it. Apparently, in the bit right at the beginning of the game where Sarah's exploring the house waiting for him to get home, she opens a bathroom cabinet and there's some anti-anxiety medication and that makes it canon that Joel has panic attacks. Mm, Okay. (laughs) So that was a bit of a random one to kind of claim. Oh, well, it was in there the whole time. Um, Yeah, but then the end of the episode where they are riding away from the university on Callus and he falls off the side and she's just like, don't fucking leave me. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I am. That was kind of heart-wrenching. Yep. So, yeah. Um, and seven. then we have Left Behind. <laughs> so, uh, it, it's the DLC. Um, so, <laughs> excuse me. To be fair, the DLC is probably only about two hours long in itself. Yeah. Um, and uh, this kind of like expands it out slightly. Uh, but you've got Riley, played by Storm Reed. Um, and I'm just going to say straight away, my... I... 
the the age gap between the two here, like I don't know, it's mm. seventeen to fourteen in the show, and I'm pretty sure they're probably pretty similarly aged yeah. in real life. Um, I don't know. I just I thought Storm Reed just looked older than Ellie in this, and made it a bit. It, it weirded me out a little mm. bit. I, okay, that, I, I'm glad you at least somewhat seem to agree with that. Mm. I just, yeah, I mean, are, they, are they about the same age in the game? I would have felt better. Yeah, I didn't notice it in the game. and yeah. I would have I, I felt better if she was like f- 15. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or if, even if she was 17, but Ellie was 15. I feel like 14's very... And it's just, if it was a boy and a girl, cusp of 18 and 14. Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't get away with it. You know, yeah. Um, They don't play into it too much, to be fair. They have, like, one kiss. Mm. And, yeah, that did bother me. But, aside from that, Thought it was a really, really good recreation of Left Behind. I thought that Ellie being uh, amazed by moving stairs, yeah, that's really was sweet. <laughs> such a lovely. Yeah, if you've never seen escalators before, you would be fucking stunned by them. <laughs> yeah, uh, that 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 was wonderful. I will uh, even uh, I will say, um, Riley knowing what fatalities are in Mortal, Mortal Kombat Two. And how to do the button combinations. Mm. I didn't buy that. Where the fuck did she learn how to do that? Yeah, that is random one. Because she's obviously not old enough to have been around before. No. It's not like she has access to the internet to look the shit up. She, like... Was she methodically playing Mortal Kombat 2 and doing button presses to work this shit out? in a mall where she's not even supposed to be in the first place. A little bit pernickety, don't get me wrong. But Especially when you've got me. a line like later on of what are screenshots, uh, I don't know. <laughs> mm, mm, That's more mm. realistic. Um, but yeah, I thought, again, like episode three, I thought this was a good mini movie. Um... It gives some good con. Uh, it gives some good context to Ellie, but mm. may maybe 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 not necessarily context that you kind of needed in the story that's been told in the show so far. I think in the game, maybe, but what does it basically? What it tells you here is she mentioned Riley in like episode two, and she was a girl who she was kind of on the cusp of having a relationship with. Mm. and that she's killed and infected before. In terms of the show, that's kind of all it says, other than being a sweet little mini-movie in its own right. But we've had two mini-movies that haven't necessarily done much for the Joel and Ellie relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I... Could have lived without both of them, to be perfectly honest. I think three and seven 
fine in a longer series. In a nine-episode series, losing two of them to that seems a bit wasteful. Yeah, that that that's exactly my thinking. On I like them both individually, mm. but they they kind of just feel like we're gonna get plaudits here yeah. because we are looking at queer relationships rather than what they actually bring to the show as a whole. And I I, I enjoy the thing is I enjoy them in themselves. But I yeah, when you're saying like the university bit could have been expanded out. Yeah. It hasn't been because they've spent time on the on these other characters. And like with um with Bill and Frank, the whole kind of there's still shit worth living for is is well played, but they also really do that in episode six. Yeah. Like that community, there's still people around. There's kids watching films and people mm. talking and having yeah. fun and whatnot. You know, like they play that out quite well there as well. That's it. And then obviously with the Bill and Frank thing, the the Bill section of the game is very infected heavy. So sure, by yeah. taking that out, you lose yeah, a lot no, of opportunity to show how dangerous this world is. When he leaves his little sanctuary bit and they go to try and get the, the battery and they go into this school. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, that's where yeah. you first meet the bloater up close. The bloater, yeah, that's right. And I just think I'd rather have watched that than episode three as it is. And I think it's the difference between a video game and a prestige HBO show, yeah. you know, and it's like that that kind of thing you, you do just maybe have to accept. And also, to be fair, like, episode three riled up, the, like, the people you kind of want to rile up. Left Behind, it kind of feels like hasn't had that kind of impact. And I, I almost wonder if it's just like people who have just gone alright, if The Last of Us is woke, I'm just not going to watch it, and they've given up. I think the people that had a problem with episode three would have been the people that would have had a a problem with episode seven, and they're not watching anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's it. Like, episode seven is... And I've I've got more of a problem with episode seven than I do episode three, because it, it just, it... Like I say, if it was a hetero relationship, that it would not fly... No, no. Um, the, it, the, it, the thing is, I have no, I have no issue with half an episode. It should have been half an episode. They, they, they're in the garage. She goes upstairs. She has the flashback for half the episode. She goes back downstairs with whatever the fuck needle and thread that she finds, and then she goes off hunting. Start yeah. what is going to be the start of episode eight, halfway through episode seven. Then you've got more time for. Just other fucking stuff. They're gonna run out of time, I think, to do the ending of the game justice. I I, I feel like the last episode is just gonna be like an hour and a half. That's that's how they're gonna do it. They're just gonna basically bolt on half an episode. Because mm. you you know episode three was like an hour and twenty minutes long. The rest of them been been under an hour. So you know they do have that space to kind of mess with the. With the episode lengths, it does. True. Yeah, it because the the David stuff is going to be the whole of episode eight. You're not going to like have that be half an episode, then go on to something else because that's a pretty intense fucking chapter. Mm. Um, and then yeah, you've got 
the fireflies and Joel like you know making the decision he does and you 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 would hope that in a tv show it's not just going to be like that last three minutes of that discussion and then credits <laughs> yeah uh, like I, I, I honestly think we're gonna get some sort of Abby tease at the end of the series. Okay, so I haven't played game two. I didn't realize Abby is the doctor at the end of the first game's daughter. Okay, so when I was talking about like the, um... yeah, because you haven't, have you? Like, Go so the the, the 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 location of episode six. Mm. is very fully realised at the start of part two. Well, I've, I've started part two. I've done that bit. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, that, that that's the thing. Like, yeah, Abby is the daughter of the doctor who you shoot at the end of part one. Stand by my decision. So, shoot him again. But, I mean, like, so that's the thing. It's like playing as Abby, it is... You know, it is like okay, she kills Joel, but you like because I know that now, and I didn't when I played it the first time. Mm. I'm a bit like, what the fuck are we doing here then? But now <laughs> it's like okay, well, you know, okay, I can kind of get that. Um, and the reason why I haven't got any further in part two now is because whenever I fucking play that game, I have zombie fucking nightmares that night. It's weird, but with the show, I don't. Oh, interesting. Which is, isn't that telling? Yeah. Yeah, well, there's no fucking zombies in it. That's why. Exactly that. Mm-hmm. So, we'll talk yeah, about I episode sh- eight next week. Oh, Sorry. Oh, I just really hope they stick the landing. I think, I think in the performances and the relationship, they will. Mm. I'd rather Pedro Pascal and a Mandalorian hat on. But, Fair hey. Enough. Have you watched the preview for episode eight yet? Yeah. Yeah. Troy Baker's in it. Yeah. That'll be fun to see him as a probable cannibal. Nice. Yeah. From yeah. Now, Ashley Johnson's still not turned up either. No, I think I she's she... in episode 10. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I suppose that. Yeah. Um, right. Cool. Now, Mark, <laughs> I feel like Mark's is Mark gone. awake? Wait, did you sit? What was the get? Troy what? Baker. Troy Baker. Why? I was vaguely interested for a second there. What did you think we said? Troy Bolton. Troy Bart. Uh, what? Troy Bolton. Yeah. The fictional character from High School Musical. Yes. Okay. Okay, well, obviously Mark's been bored as shit for the last 20 minutes. So, Mark, what have you been watching, bud? Let's wake you up. On... Uh, what, what, have I, what have I been watching? What have I been watching? Uh, on my solo... Oh my god! What have you watched that? What have you watched an actual grown-up movie that isn't shit? Yeah, oh, I watched three grown-up movies that are shit. I mean, did my annual watch of Rookie of the Year. <laughs> um, it's fun. I like it. Contains the line "funky but loving." <laughs> In a kids' movie, effectively. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. It's Daniel Stern gets himself locked between two doors in a hotel room. You know that that, that door where you go through through one room into another. Gets himself locked in a gap in that. It's good times. Got abuses in it. Oh well, there we go. What? I wondered why you were watching it. 
Yeah. Also, um, we watched The Rainmaker, the 1997 um, Francis Ford Coppola movie. Um, now, right. The Rainmaker is, is fine. Uh, it's Matt Damon, um, John Voight, Claire Danes. It's, the, it's, a, it's a, your standard kind of um, 90s um, courtroom drama. Uh, that was out there, and there are there are better kind of versions of this movie out there, but it, it is fun and it's nowhere near as long as something like The Firm, uh, which is like two hours forty, I think. But it, it still does go beyond two hours. But what was really kind of interesting about watching this is in the kind of like the oddity of uh, of Francis Ford Coppola's career is. This is a guy who, in the 70s, did The Godfather, The Conversation, The Godfather Part 2, and Apocalypse Now. That was the four movies he released that decade. Which is, you know, I think it's hard to argue that that is one of the all-time greatest four movie runs. It, it, they're all incredible. You know, it, it, it's unreal that he did that. But then it, it's bonkers that he would then go on to. This is his. This is his nineties four movies, The Godfather Part Three, which is you know, not. It, it's not a patch on the other two. It, it's not a bad movie, but it's it's not great either. Bram Stoker's Dracula, which I think we've established is a bit of a banger. Um, Jack. Robin Williams movie. Yeah. And the Rainmaker. Mm. And the thing is, it's you just watch it going, it, it's fine. It's perfectly serviceable. But how is this made by the guy who just like twenty years before had made The Godfather One and Two, The Conversation, and Apocalypse Now? In a seven-year period, it's bonkers. <laughs> it really is. That's a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Yeah, Jack is a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's not joking. Hmm. Um, I also, I also rewatched SWAT. Look at Alex. Good. Right, I see whether I think I've seen this or not. You have. We cabin watched it once. I oh, did wait. Yeah. That's, that's right. Um, SWAT's fine. <laughs> like SWAT is fine. <laughs> it's it's SWAT is SWAT is best watched over two lunch hours at work <laughs> on an iPad <laughs> downloaded from Netflix. Like. That is the optimal time. Either that or mildly drunk at like one in the morning in a cabin on a DVD you've bought for 50p from CEX. <laughs> they, are, they are the two most optimal times. You Feels like a good letterbox list, that. Swap. Yeah. <laughs> I could make that letterbox list quite well. Yeah. Um, 
I had enough fun with, with SWAT. I had as much fun with SWAT as the people who were in SWAT had making SWAT, which seems like a decent amount of fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. So, Bex, what else did we watch together? Or what did you watch? Did you watch anything else? Or should we get into what we watched together? Because we watched them an odd one, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. We went left field. Oh, well, I watched We Have a Ghost. Oh, did you? Yes. Did you get You were the scene? person who watched it. So, I completely fucking forgot <laughs> that I offhandedly said, yes, I'll watch it. I'm so sorry. No, 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 it's fine. It's there's not there's not much to say about it. It's 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 weird because on on one hand it's this kind of shitty movie about fucking Anthony Mackie's family moving into a new house, finding they have a ghost, and then going viral on social media about it. And then on the other hand, lol, huh? Lol, lol. Yeah, exactly. So on one hand, it's a shit movie, but then on the other side, you've got. Um, David Harbour. What? Is it David Harbour who plays the ghost? Oh, no, it isn't. And now you've made me fucking forget his real name. Or is, is it? Yeah, maybe. Hang on. Maybe. You've really confused me then. Yeah, David Harbour. What? It's fucking. Is it David Harbour? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> and is. the youngest kid out of the family, Kevin. Their little relationship is really quite sweet. So Kevin is the one that finds him in the attic, and he tries to scare him by being all ghosty and Kevin just kind of films him and then laughs because he's just been like David Harbour going around, but not actually being able to make much noise apart from moaning because he can't talk um, and then they kind of they kind of build this relationship around like Kevin kind of feels quite sorry for him, he has no memory of his life he can't talk, he's obviously something stopping him from moving on because he's stuck in this attic, he's wearing a bowling shirt that says Ernest on it so he calls him Ernest um, Anthony Mackie as the dad is just properly fucking taking advantage of him um, getting a medium into the house to like summon him and then um, Kevin's giving him lessons on how to be more scary by showing him horror movies and stuff like this so there's like that whole bit of it's really quite sweet and he's trying to help him solve the mystery of what's stopping him from moving on turns out that Ernest actually yes, why don't I like I will turns out the stuff and then stuff happens but yeah the, 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 the that bit of it's really good and really sweet and quite like you know hits you in the feels a little bit but then the other side of it's just a shit movie so it's like them slamming up against each other well, that's the only thing I watched on my own I wouldn't not recommend it but I wouldn't necessarily tell anyone to rush and watch it either fair enough I will rush and watch it um, so we we then we have now rewatched um, Twenty Two Jump Street, haven't we? We have. What do you think of going on rewatch? Um, I don't think it's as good as the first one. I agree with you. I don't think it's as good as the first one. But I think it gets a damn sight close to being as good as the first one, mm. but is massively let down by one single character. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Gillian Bell. Think... Yeah, Gillian Bell is is categorically she might be a good writer, but again, the thing that she wrote for was Saturday Night Live, which is nowhere near as funny as people would like it to ever be, and never has been. Um, 
but she's not funny. And the fact that she keeps on the recurring joke is that she keeps on making jokes up about how old um, John Hale's character looks. Mm. It's a bit like, right, you need to... It seems like you all think she's funny on set, but... She's really not. She's really not. She's not fun, charismatic or anything. She's just annoying. And this real fucking, like, downer on the movie that just keeps dragging it down. She's essentially a a human lead balloon to any comedy that is happening in the movie. Definitely, yeah. But, on a positive note, Zuck and Jenko are ace together. Yeah. That's, it's fun. It's fucking great. Why all the parkour? (laughs) (laughs) But, it's a why not. It is, yeah, but in the same way that it it, it it takes it too far with the old jokes, it also takes it too far with the, look, wink, wink, we're just doing the same thing again, wink, wink, wink. Yeah, it does get it's a like, too far. There's been self-referential, and then there's just been fucking boring. It's not funny. It's not as funny as you think it is. But Jenko realising that um, Schmidt has slept with um, <laughs> Captain's daughter. Yeah, that is it's, it, 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 Tatum plays that fantastically. <laughs> and the, the fact that he takes so long looking at the picture and going... And then he, 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 he twists. Yeah. And the... the you, 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 you bragged about it to, to, to his face. To that face! <laughs> and he's right next to him. It's yeah. just brilliant. It's Channing Tatum is a comedic genius. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and then we watched a little bit of a left field one, didn't we, Bex? Yeah. Well, I asked if we could watch Happy Death Day, and you said, "Oh, well, there's another good film that she was in from 2020, which is like a jukebox musical." And I was like, "What the fuck's a jukebox musical?" So you explained it. Oh, uh, so let's watch yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we watched Valley Girl, didn't we? How'd that go, guys? It's not the best, is it? Have you seen it, Ian? No. It's not the best, is it? I enjoyed it. No, but it's, it's, no, that's the thing. And I think for the first sort of ten minutes or so, we were both looking at each other like, shit, we've made a terrible <laughs> have mistake. We, have we done gone fucked up? Um, but then it turns out, it's it's fine. It's enjoyable enough to watch. It's easy breezy, and it's, it's just not very good. It's saved by the fact that Jessica Roth is fun, charismatic screen presence yeah. to have there, and I, but also as well, the guy who plays Randy, the 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 guy interested in it, is also very good. He's just real cute, isn't he? In it, but he's good. He's not. Yeah. He, he doesn't just come across as generic skin job. He's he's actually he's quite fun and he's quite good at the whole dancing and singing part. Yeah, of it. yeah. Um, I, I mean, as is Mae Whitman, actually, surprisingly. Yeah, which that, that's her background, isn't is it? it? She's from musical theatre. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, um, she does look like she could be a musical theatre kid. To be fair. Yeah, uh, Chloe Burnett's quite good in it. I'm gonna yeah. say it, and it it's it bad, but Logan Paul's fine. Fuck off. He's fine in it. Fuck off. He is. He is phenomenally fucking ugly oh yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. His stupid fucking face that looks like it's a rubber mask is so off-putting in this movie. The fact that he's supposed to be the hot guy. He, 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 but, Who did he the, fucking bribe no, to but be that, no, That's the point. It, mm. it, the point is it's playing on the 80s idea that it's just he's the ultimate preppy-looking guy. He doesn't need to be hot. He's not fucking James Spader. Um, but yeah, the fact that he's just... Uh, he is kind of sending himself up quite a lot in it. And I don't, I don't mind that. Look, I, I, no, the guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm alright on that. But I'm not going to say he's shitting it just because he is a piece of shit. He's fine at playing that. What is it? And again, he's not fucking James Spader levels of good. But he's fine in it. And it's kind of fun. Hmm. But yeah, I had a good enough time with, um, with, with Valley Girl. But you, nobody else needs to watch it. No. No, no. <laughs> Don't rush out. Just because I had a good time with it doesn't mean to say anybody else is going to have a good time with it. Right. Remember everyone, he's an idiot. And I kind of accept that. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, I'll probably watch this again at some point. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of fun. I like the idea that the fact that it's, that the, the, the story you are seeing is Alicia Silverstone telling it to her daughter. Yeah, I do like the, well, that's how I remember it. Yeah, and it's like, wait a minute, you're all dancing and singing around a fountain, and she's like, where's the 80s? And that's how I remember it, so there you go. And that's kind of a given. And it's that story, but the end of it is just, well, wait, what happened to you and Randy? Well, once we went off, and we went off on our adventure together, it just didn't kind of work out. And it's not as much fun as you think being... um, Married, uh, been uh, the girlfriend of a musician who's touring and bits like that. Mm. So I met your dad and married your dad and fell in love with your dad. And then she's like, "Wait a minute! So this song that we're listening to right now that I hear on the like old time radio all the time is about you." <laughs> and it's it, it's it was fun. Yeah. It doesn't outstay its welcome because uh, it's like ninety five minutes or something like that. But yeah, I had a good enough time with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, decent premise, not great execution, rescued by good performances. I think the execution is probably that its budget is probably quite limited. Mm. Yeah. Ian, what have you been up to? Uh, okay, so yeah, a couple of different things really. Um, so I watched, uh, literally came out today as we were recording the first episode of season three of The Mandalorian. And uh, it's Mando's back, Grogu's back. Do you know who else is back? Who? Fresh from Rise of Skywalker, Babu motherfucking Frick. That little motherfucker oh, is back. Oh, the fucking the, 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 the guy, your boy. Hey! I actually quite like Babu Frick. He's back. And he's still a little, he's a still a little fucker, and Grogu's bigger than him, and he tries to pick him up and take him as a pet. It's great. Um, so, Mando season three is back. There hasn't been a Mandalorian season for a couple of years. We had the Book of Boba Fett, which turned into Mandalorian season 2.5. Um, <laughs> Did it? Uh, yeah, you know, seriously, right? So, Boba Fett is in Mandalorian season two. Is the it? Book of Boba Fett, yeah. And then the Book of Boba Fett. The first three, four episodes is Boba Fett stuff. And then they're like, right, okay, we need the Mandalorian. 
And the next episode is basically all Mandalorian. <laughs> and uh, like him getting... Uh, and, and it just turns into him getting Grogu back. And then coming back into the Boba Fett world. And then Boba Fett's season being hijacked by the Mandalorian. It's a very weird show, is the book of Boba Fett. But yeah, so uh, Mandalorian, it's great. Carl Weathers is back again. Um, Carl Weathers directed an episode or two of The Mandalorian, Mark. Um, yeah. Like, and he's really good, actually. Um, okay, and yeah, like it, those Howard directed episodes and Taika Waititi directed, like, the chat, final yep. chats of the first season. Didn't know this, yep. I'm just looking into it. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez directed an episode. Oh, yeah. Robert Rodriguez basically, like, it was like the showrunner of On Book of Boba Fett. Really? Yeah, it, it's kind of like mad actually how stacked that show is. John Favreau writes every episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah, look at this now. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's 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 cracking. So yeah, it, it it's it's a lot of setup for the season to come. Um, it feels like he's going to be chased by a little bit of a shitheel villain who's not actually going to be the big bad, but he's just this green-faced pirate who the Mandalorian, it kind of seems like he's just going to encounter one once an episode and get away from every time, which is brilliant. Um, so yeah, I promising start. Promising start. Um, Mandalorian's great. It's like the episodes are generally like 30, 35 minutes. They're just very, just sit down and watch while you're eating tea kind of things. Uh, I w- watched it on my lunch break, you know, worked. Um, so, I also, with Donna, watched the entire of the entirety of season one of a Disney Plus show, Extraordinary. So... This is uh, created by uh, Emma Moran, a 28-year-old Irish lady. And basically, this is a flat share comedy, except the hook is everyone in the world has a superpower apart from the lead in the show who doesn't have a superpower. So, uh, she lives with a girl who can summon the spirits of the dead. And so to cheer her up in the first episode, she summons Hitler. And then everybody's just like, do you know what's really popular these days? Jewish people. And uh, just like talking about how interracial relationships are really, really nice and just winding Hitler up. While this girl's just possessed by Hitler going, no, 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 stop telling me that. Which is, I I enjoyed it. Um... (laughs) There is, uh, in the first episode, the girl with no powers uh, takes in a cat. Um, She was going to call it Cum Bucket, but then they, as a flat, decide on Jizz Lord. Um, This is a Disney Plus show. It's like a star. star show. Yeah, it's a star (laughs) original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then at the, the end of the first episode, it's like revealed that the cat is actually a man who has some sort of power to turn into a cat but got stuck but it's now turned into a man again um and they just keep on calling him jizz lord um and uh she has like there's a boyfriend and girlfriend who live with her 
the boyfriend has this power to basically rewind time and he decides to join a, a, a former vigilante group and through the season like the first couple of episodes i'm like it's a bit of a weird relationship and then wow he's a bit of a shit he's really ignoring her and then they really play on that so you've got the main girl who doesn't have any powers and just trying to live her life in a world where she is ordinary and everybody else is extraordinary but then also this this couple are just in this toxic relationship and how that progresses as well uh it's eight episodes they're all about half an hour apiece and we watched it over um a couple of nights i had a really good time there's some fucking really funny shit in it and then they've set up season two very very well there is a mid-credit sting the end of the last episode of the first season which is just like well shit that's going to be game changing let's see how this plays out really 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 good time disney plus you could you could mainline it in a couple of nights extraordinary enjoyed it nice mate have a look at that actually yeah no it's it's yeah it's fun um and then in terms of the old philly films Excuse me. Uh, so Bless I've you. got one. Thank you. I got one film, and that film is Zoolander number two. So <laughs> Zoolander two is a film from twenty sixteen. It may as well have been from forty fucking years ago because that's how culture is just fast forwarding these days. So the technology of the film looks like shit. But you know what else is worse? Benedict Cumberbatch playing a non-binary supermodel called All, where the joke is that they're a non-binary model called All, and at one point, Owen Wilson asks them, do you have a hot dog or a bun? And then All attacks him and says, definitely a hot dog. Yeah. It feels like if more people remembered that film existed. <laughs> that's exactly, yes. Shit. That's exactly my point. Now, the thing is, that is definitely not a good thing about the film. And like you say, I feel like someone is going to, in bunny ears, unearth this film one day and cancel both Benedict Cumberbatch and Owen Wilson. The film has a scene where Penelope Cruz and Ben Stiller need to get somewhere via sea. And Penelope Cruz says, hold on to these as flotation devices and then becomes a speedboat that Ben Stiller rides on. What the fuck? Towards the end of the film, it's revealed that Zoolander's son has been fattened up by Will Ferrell's character for no real reason so that he can be sacrificed by Anna Wintour, Tommy Hilfiger, Mark J. Cubs, and Alexander Wang playing themselves, sacrificing him so that they can unlock the Fountain of Youth. This film is fucking batshit and in a way I respect 
Owen Wilson, his subplot is that he's trying to find himself because he's made his orgy pregnant. Every member of the orgy is pregnant, including Kiefer Sutherland. Um, it's, it's that weird spot just before streaming took hold where it was like comedy stars are the stars of the earth and they can do absolutely anything they want and no one can touch them. And it was like, while that this was made, that happened. And then between then and be, it being released, culture changed. And then this film did nothing. Yeah. Critically toxic, made no money, and no one speaks of it. It is like Ben Stiller and co have purposefully gone, yeah, that didn't happen. There is a part of me that actually thinks that's a shame because it's silly. It's stupid. It is as dumb as a fucking pile of rocks. And we don't get that anymore. You guys were talking about Jump Street earlier on. We don't get that anymore. Because things need to be about things. And don't get me wrong... The transgender aspect of this film has aged horribly. And it's it, it genuinely, it's embarrassing when Owen Wilson asks him uh, them if they have a hot dog or a bun. It's, what the fuck are we doing here? But it was only seven years ago. And seven years ago, people just thought, yeah, that, that, that that's absolutely fine to say in a mainstream comedy. Um... But like I say, it's stupid. Um, there, there, you know, there's there, there's a bit at the start where it's like really snowy and windswept, and then a title card comes up saying it's nor extreme Northern Jersey. I don't know. That's stupid, and I I enjoy it. It's in the Anchorman Two realm of just see what sticks. I yeah, quite enjoy. I've been a bit like that. I quite enjoy that mode of comedy myself. Um, and I wish that more films would just be stupid. But in the non-offensive, just be stupid, stupid. And there are moments in this film that feel like they're not doing that and they're actually being mean. And that's where I kind of draw the line. But generally, I like Zoolander number two. But I'm also actually okay with it being forgotten because of the bits I'm not okay with. There we are. <laughs> questions. Twitter questions. I don't think we actually had any. I think, I think we might have to expand it out to Instagram as well. This. I just don't think Twitter's... I think a lot of the people that used to ask us questions on Twitter are no longer on Twitter. It's not the yeah. place to be anymore, is it? Not the hip place to be. So we yeah. might expand that out. Um, well, you're our social media manager, so I, I might deal even with it, so I might branch it out to the, to the TikTok. <laughs> See what the fuck happens there. Um, but yeah. Uh, Do we have a TikTok? We, we, we might buy at some point <laughs> you can do that i'm not having tiktok on my, I, genuinely i'm not having tiktok on my phone oh this is your theory about the chinese again <laughs> I, yeah. ge yes 
to be honest. <laughs> Fucking hell. How are you? <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually not even joking. I'm just fucking leaning. I'm just leaning into my getting more conservative with a small C kind of. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm not having uh, China spyware on my phone. I don't know, Ian. That sounds more conservative with a big C. That yeah, one. I'll just... uh, yeah, I, uh, that's okay. That's fine. I'll happily have Muskie's bits on wasn't, my phone though. Wasn't Donald Trump banging that drum when he was in power? Yeah, there are there are plenty of folks banging that drum and plenty of liberal folks banging that drum. <laughs> but at you know at the same time, I'm also saying that I don't like the fact that Owen Wilson asked a transgender person whether they have a hot uh, hot dog or a bun, oh, or a non-binary person. Can I ask? Can I just ask a real question now? Go on. I could probably Google this. Is transgender the fact that they do identify as one or t'other, whereas non-binary is I don't identify as either? Yes. Right. Okay. Cool. Okay. That's fine. Yes. Uh, what are we coming next week? It's fucking Magic Mike next week, isn't it? No. That's it. That was weeks ago. Was it? Yeah. I mean, we we can if you want, because oh, it's right. uh, uh, as as George said in our WhatsApp chat this week. Magic Mike is available for for parties. I, I'm just saying that it came up weeks ago. Okay, fair enough. I'm not doubting it. Um, so if we wanted to review Magic Mike, we could. Um, so Bex, I know you said you didn't want to watch Creed Free, so Mark and I will uh, Creed watch Free. Creed Free. Light week for me. I'll do some reading. <laughs> I am looking forward to Creed 3. I am a little bit worried about certain things. The the majors of it all? or No, no. I, 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 it, it's the fact that it's... Oh, no, isn't it? I, 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 I thought that reported two and a half hour runtime was right. That's nah, it, like 117, isn't it? Yeah, I thought, I'm all right, I'm all right now. I'm, I'm, I'm back in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little bit worried when it was two and a half. When it was reported to be two and a half hours long, I was a bit like, "Oh." I early word on John Wick Chapter Four is it's a lot at the runtime that it is. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it being a lot. I want a lot. I think I'm okay with it. We'll see. Oh fuck! We'll is see. it Scream the week after? Yep, Scream and 65. Is 65 like a see in the cinema movie or is it a streaming one? See the cinema. That was in the trailer we had on. Yeah. It's Adam Driver and Dinosaurs. Mm. And apparently it's like 85 minutes long. Okay, alright then. Like 100% that feels like a, I'll just watch that and Scream 6 of an afternoon. 93 yeah. minutes, yeah. Out. Uh, th- there you go. Ninety-three minutes. That that's that's like with probably like at least eight minutes of credits. That's a tight eighty-five. Ninety-three minutes, and it cost it cost ninety million dollars. <laughs> yeah, man, in and out. Oh, fair play, fair play, Sony. <laughs> in and out, baby. In and out. Is it based like a computer game or anything? No, 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 no. It's the um the the guys who wrote a quiet place. I think uh, wrote and directed it. Go on then. Hmm. Uh, yeah, 
Fair enough. <laughs> that, that, I mean, like, that is just, like, Adam Driver, just for the first time in a while, just going, like, yeah, just give me a shitload of money and I'll be yeah, in your fucking action film. It does feel like he's gone... You you do realise that these fucking th- these movies I keep making with all these these supposed intellectuals they don't pay very much. <laughs> mm. I respect it. No fuck it, yeah. Why not? Make that fucking money. We'll yeah. see. We'll it, see. A lot of the time, it might just be that he's thought, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I fancy doing like an action movie. Why not? Fair. Yeah, quite. Ex Marine. He can yeah. fucking throw himself about, can't he? So yeah, why not? Fuck it. Go for it. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back with Creed 3, Last of Us, Episode 8. Uh, Beck's Little Hope is on PlayStation Plus. It's a few hours long. If you want to play that, I'll play it. Cool. Is that one of the... Um, Dark pictures. Mm. Cool, 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 cool. Right, I'll, Man I'll and Madame's on there as well. I've already played that, so... I haven't played any of them. What's it called? Little hope, the man of Medan. Oh yeah. So the Dark Pictures anthology is like four, five yeah. games. Yeah. Four games. Four. And the upcoming Directive Eight Zero Two Zero. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, if you want to play through one slash both. If you want to play through Man of Medan, I will replay Man of Medan and we can talk about that next week. Fuck it, let's do it. So you, All right. you, you, you play Man of Medan and... Little Hope. Little Hope. And House oh, of no. Ashes and the Devil. Sh- sh- okay, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shall we say Man of Medan next <laughs> For week? next week, yeah. All right, okay. That, <laughs> yes, fine. Oh, the panic in your voice then was funny. It's just, whoa, you know. Whoa, let's, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, let's just... <laughs> there's only so much time of the day that I can play stuff where Lottie's not potentially around. That's all. No, that's Even though then again, I played the end of the quarry in front of her and she was fine with it. So, But I had headphones in. If she heard the stuff, I think she'd have more of a problem with it. Whereas every, it was just like every now and then she was looking up from her iPad and going... What's that? Hmm. It's a werewolf. Oh. And just looking back down again. That's fair. Just remembered I'm hosting. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, goodbye, I'm Mark. downloading Man of Madame. Nice. <laughs> goodbye, Mark. Goodbye, Ian. Goodbye, Bax. Bye. Goodbye, listeners. Sayonara.